Welcome to our 9.2 podcast of The Blacklist, uh, in which in the hiatus between 4A and 4B, we will be discussing a number of topics. And since uh, Tom and Red became such a fascinating topic, we couldn't stop. So we divided it in two, and this is part two of the relationship between Tom and Red. And in the previous one, for those who might not have Uh, join us for that one. We invite you to do so. We were discussing up until season, the end of season two, and we have seen already that there has been significant change in their relationship and the way they view one another. Of course, in retrospect, where our vision is getting increasingly better, and we can see how um, a lot of what we saw were we thought was read we have seen it's really read about katarina and not about tom so where were you where were we doing before we were in the end of season two and we are going into season three so liz have killed uh, tom Connolly. she had gone on the run with red and tom sailed away yes and so you've got season three and w- w- with Tom and Red, the last conversation we had with them was Tom calling Red and, and saying, I can help her disappear. Basically, you know my skill set. You, you have my, my file. Regardless of what you think about me personally, you are aware I am capable of helping her. And Red's like, that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> I can help you there. Where is Liz? I can help you there with Liz right there. Of yeah. course, Red is going to lie to to Tom or is funny, not really lie. He just I said I can't help you there. That's not really lying. I got to say to Red and the writers, they're awesome. Oh, they are. They are. They they Red speak like crazy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which is always something you have to watch when you're listening to a uh, John Bokenkamp interview. Because mm-hmm. he that, speaks red. I mean, he created Reddington and he speaks Reddington. And I I have a love-hate relationship with Bokenkamp <laughs> because I love him for his genius. I hate him because I can't, I always have to pick apart everything he says and I still am not sure. <laughs> well, so. that's the point. That's the entire point. He's, oh, I know A lot of is. people look at that as, oh, he's trying to, he's uh, telling us clues. No, he's not. His job in an interview is to create interest in the blacklist, and he does it rather well. He's playing with his food. And, and <laughs> exactly. He's a cat playing with his food. Um, so the ne- what is the next interaction that we have for them after they come back? Uh, you have Aram telling him that, uh, Cooper, that, yes. that uh, Tom went to Wrestler and that Wrestler turned him down. And then later you find out, he find, Red finds out that Tom went to Cooper, and Cooper and Tom have been working together. He doesn't shut him out, but he also doesn't really acknowledge his help at all. He no. he lets him help, but it's like <laughs> you you should be oh, happy boy, to be I working. Get yeah, I got a lot of hate for saying he didn't thank him. He should have. He thanked everybody, but not Tom. Um, but you know, he does it and he delivers character when he needed to deliver character and he just waits in his little boat. But and to be fair you... to be fair, and, and I kinda wanna make this comment here, it's and it may be something that we make under the Liz and Tom sections as well again. Mm-hmm. But you know, 
I know a lot of Keen Squared people, like everybody in their ship said, I wish so-and-so was there when Liz got out. And I I remember sitting hey, back. It had to be right. You're right. And I remember sitting back and going, honestly, as a Keen Squared and as a Tom fan, as much as I would have loved for him to have been there for her, he needed to give her space there. She needed to come to him because he didn't need to pressure her into anything. He needed to make sure that it was obvious that he was doing it because, not because he was expecting anything in return, but because he loved her. And if, if she did come to him, fantastic. But, but look at look at also what it tells us about Red and Tom. Red could have thought, okay, she's getting out because he had advanced. He was talking with wrestler already. Uh, and he doesn't. He he waits in his boat and he could have gone there. He could have been there and Red could have been there. It put Liz in a really awkward situation. <laughs> Maybe saying, how about if we all three go out and have a, a drink or something? <laughs> but he doesn't do that. He waits. Yeah. And I think right there it's not just about respect to to Liz I think it's also about respect to Red and it might that, be and it might go back to the fact that he suspected that Red is her father kind of like in 4A the mm -hmm. the, the fall finale where when Red shows up at the door and he goes so it worked yes I'll take that as a thank you and mm -hmm. he steps and, out and gives them their moment he's giving them their moment he's yeah. It, what I think, and it goes back to how I view Tom, and honestly how I, I mean, we were talking a little bit about this outside of the podcast, that it's very much my personal view that blood does not make family, and mm -hmm. that's a very personal thing for me, and I, I feel like that for someone like Tom, it makes a lot of sense, and so I feel like to him, whether he's biologically her father or not, he acts like it. He gives like a mm -hmm. father should, like an I idealized father should. I mean, maybe not. I mean, Tom does not have the healthiest view <laughs> of, <laughs> of as a son, you know, looking to father figures, you know, what should be expected as the child looking to someone to, to protect. But from a spy in, in the world they live in, Red is, he will give his life for his daughter. So I think that... Tom saw that. Yeah, I, I think that's something he sees, and I think that's something that he respects, even if he would never admit that to Red himself. I, I, also, I also think that, that, because if you see in season two when... Red, when Tom calls Red and they let him know, you know, I can't help her disappear. Tom had told Liz, you can't run away from this. You, you, there is only leaving it. And there, Red mobilized what now, because Tom finally got the plan, what it was. So he knows the amount of resources that Red mobilized to get Liz exonerated, something that seemed impossible at the time. Mm -hmm. So I think that that created a sense of respect. So I think that what you're seeing there is, is a slow growing respect and you see it a bit in, in Tom and then you see a little bit in red. Um, you don't always get, you're not going to get there probably a big, a big uh, scene in which they talk. You're going to see this little things. And it happening. would be, I think it would, it would have been easier 
I think in some way to have just made her someone new, forced her out of the life she loved and made her become someone new and, and instead Red took the hard choice and exonerated her at his willing to put his own life on the line, his own profits on the line. He put everything on the line to exonerate Liz. And and yeah, I think that mm. did help to build the respect because Tom saw this is not something I could have done because he couldn't have. He's he's a foot soldier, not the the mastermind behind things. And and I I think that that as a highly intelligent man, uh, I think they both have learned to respect that. And I think that that um especially with what happened in Cuba, I know that Tom said you know I don't regret it, but I think. He saw what happened, and I think that Red more than, and we're going to get to that point, but I think that you can see a buildup of respect of, you know, what maybe what Red says makes sense, and, and maybe he has more answers. Just because he has given them to me, he hasn't given them to Liz, so there must be a reason. I think that there is something in there. Well, I think finding out that she wasn't being chased down because of Red, but because of her connection, I think that... For both Tom and Liz, I think for both of the Keens, it really mm -hmm. made more sense to them about that. If that if that makes sense, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um... Yeah. And the next the next thing we see after this, you know, they, you know, how do you think? that Red found out that Tom proposed. Because Liz only says that Tom thinks that we should go away. He doesn't know about any proposal. So was he watching Red? Was he watching Liz? Was he watching Tom? I don't know. I mean, because it's not like Tom went out and bought a ring. I mean, he, he proposed with a washer. I mean, granted, if he had someone out on the docks, could have... He would have seen... Yeah, I mean, because it was very obvious. I mean, he was down on one knee, and, I mean, it, it was obvious what he was doing. It's not like it was mm -hmm. was fake. I mean, there, there is also a possibility that between two places, one, also remember, Red knows Liz is pregnant, so it, it does make sense in a way, doesn't it, that he's watching her yeah, or watching him. But if he was, it, it almost has to be him because if it was her, I don't think they, that they she would have gotten would have got attacked. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And so it almost has to be watching him. Um, so I, my guess would be there was someone on the on the docks just kind of... But I keep going back to, damn it, Tom, you are a spy. Why can you not catch a tail? <laughs> um, I feel like he misses a lot of tails on him. I feel like I can't maybe, say that word. Wow. Maybe he doesn't... Maybe he doesn't... Uh, Maybe he doesn't uh, mind. Maybe he knows that they're there. Maybe he's just like, you know what? You know, when you when you are in love with the daughter of Raymond Reddington, which is what he thinks, then you know that your life is going to be spent with goons looking over you. And that's fair. That is incredibly hey, I fair. I used to be a goon. I used to be the goon that looked over her. So. <laughs> Well, I, I joke that I have this mental image of when Liz was living in the apartment and before Tom actually moved in, like before he got shot and everything, when he was still just like halfway living there with her. Because I, I think there was a point in there that, that he was sleeping there a lot, but not actually moved in. 
Because mm-hmm. there's a point in there that he stops referring it to your place and he starts referring to it as our place. And mm-hmm. that's after he gets shot uh, that he starts referring to it as our place when she accepts the proposal and everything. But anyway, w- when he's staying there a bunch, I just have this mental image of he and Baz having conversations <laughs> in the hallway <laughs> as he's going or coming. <laughs> I assume I they do because play. because he and Baz fought together twice now. Mm-hmm. Uh, by that, no, 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 not, not twice then by that what? point, but, yeah. but once then, uh, because, uh, when they were protecting Red. Yes. Um, but he fought with him, so even though Tom was gone at the end of that fight, he didn't stick around for the cops to get there, he still fought with Baz. Like, he and Baz have a history now. I could just imagine mm-hmm. him going, let me give you some tips on how not to piss her off. <laughs> <You know? laughs> If she burns the pancakes, make believe that it's just fine. Yes, just don't say <laughs> she will eventually find the, the fire extinguisher. Don't worry about it. It'll be okay. Maybe that's the they miss. Um, but then the, the funny thing is, so I do wonder, because we keep talking about when did Red find out about Tom? Uh, about Christopher Hargrave, you mean? Like Thomas Christopher Hargrave? <laughs> Because, I mean, one thing that I keep saying is Tom doesn't, um, Tom, Red refers to Tom about, from Tom. There is, it's almost like Red had no idea that his name was not Tom. I don't think he cared. I mean, to be totally honest, I don't think he cared. Because up until a certain point, he was just an operative that needed to go away. And so he, he was an operative that he hired, and then he was the operative that was the defective merchandise, and then, damn it all, he's just not going away. I guess I have what? to have some sort of a, you know, acceptance here, because I don't really have a choice. And so, like, I and by that point, Tom had chosen to be Tom. He had chosen to stay Tom, so there's almost no point. And I, I don't think that Red cared to know his name. And because it just didn't matter what his real name is, and I'm sure because he talk, he talks about Tom even to to Bud. It's yeah, not yeah, even like you're up. No, Tom. And that's the other thing is I doubt in well, I mean, to be fair, Red refers to Gina as Gina, but there are all sorts of reasons. But her name is Gina. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying is that you assume her name really is Gina, but yeah. but I just think that I think that Bud refers to his operatives in general by their code names whatever name they were going under because I mean it's not like Bud calls Tom Tom when they're alone he calls him Jacob every time yes. even when he's you know at, before the wedding he never wants and Gina too Gina never calls him Tom she makes no. you know sly remarks about it puts the glasses on his face and says well maybe this mm-hmm. is who you really are but neither of them call him Tom they call him no. Jacob. Would you think then that that Red calls him Tom because he doesn't care, or because Red has no idea? I mean, I that his name is not Tom. I I think he didn't care to know what the name was. It just wasn't on the radar for. And by the time it might have been, you know, by the time he was starting to begrudgingly accept him as his son-in-law. He chosen to be Tom, so it didn't matter, you know. It's I, I think that's really the route that it took, is what I see, is that he mm. he didn't care, and then by the time it 
might have mattered that he cared. It's not like he's going to start calling him Christopher. You know? <laughs> well, that, that I think that that is the point to me where they're on the run. So he know he noticed she's pregnant on the run. And do you really believe he, that? Did did you really believe him there? Because yes. I question that. I think he did. Red is Red is. Remember, Red is reliving his his when she dyes her hair blonde. I think for for Red is like this is a further shock to the system. This is why Red is slightly unhinged. He's He's always reliving this. And I think that the situation with Liz running and, and this is like trying to save her, that is another further back into for Red. Is like this is he had to do something similar to Katerina, what he calls his Hobson choice. So now he's running with his daughter who's starting to look like her mother so much. And he's bringing all these memories back of being with Katerina, of running with Katerina, of trying to save Katerina. And I think that that when Katerina got pregnant, let's say that my crazy theory is right and she's Carla and they were married. That works too. He's going berserk that his daughter or his child is going to be born into the situation. Let's say my theory is insane, truly insane, <laughs> and there is not, but there he is. He's in love with his spy, and she is pregnant with his child, and his child is going to be born and live in a strange place that he has no control. So either way you look at it, all the situation with Liz pregnant is, it's so he's going to have be like in a hyper alert because that was a defining moment in his life. And that's fair. So I, That's fair. Yeah. I just, I, I have I trouble, that... I have trouble believing people when they say stuff like that, even red. <laughs> it's like, I, it, it goes back to what we were talking about on, on the earlier podcast, the first half of it. Red is not omniscient mm -hmm. and he loves to give the illusion of being omniscient. And I felt like that's what that was, but it does make sense what you just said, that, that he would be on hyper alert for that. And, and with yeah. everything happening that him, that he might, where she was just basically lying to herself. Cause I'm sorry, three months into a pregnancy. I mean, granted, I have never been pregnant, so I can't say from personal experience, but I just, I know enough about biology that there are certain things that happen when you're three months pregnant that you're going to start noticing that certain things aren't I happening. Well, she said she was terrified. She bought the, the, the pregnancy uh -huh. test, but she threw it out before using it because she didn't want to know. But I think that Red knew, and Red certainly um, um, made it his business to find out about Tom. Maybe not yes. when they were on the run, because, you know, then he's having, and if you think about this, and, and you think about him knowing, and just realize that, think about him knowing about, about Liz being pregnant, and you know about all this, and he's so finally happy in the kings of the road, like telling her stories, and I think maybe in that little part of himself, he's, he's realizing, you know what, you know, if this is all over one day, maybe I can go back home. Maybe I can have my family. Maybe if it, you know, includes my good for nothing son-in-law. <laughs> but you know, there's a time and all that. And and 
I think that in that point he he made it his his business to find out because I I do believe he knew that she was pregnant or suspected strongly she was pregnant and he found out well who is the father of my grandchild which makes sense that that does make a lot of sense right there and it would also make sense if he found out this is the son of a good friend because I mean when he talks with Scotty, when we see him meet Scotty, you certainly get the impression that even though he and Howard haven't seen each other in years, that they're good friends. You, mm-hmm. Everybody has those friends that they could have years in between seeing each other, but you just pick right up. And that's what I get the impression mm-hmm. between Red and Howard. And I have a feeling nobody's seen Howard for several years <laughs> at this point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Poor Howard Hardgrave. Um, mm-hmm. But still, this is a good friend of his, someone he respects, someone he cares about, his son. There's a good chance that he knew little Christopher Hargrave as a child. That, you know. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And so, I mean, if you want to start pulling on parallels and themes, you know, Red and his boats and the fact that Christopher Hargrave as an adult has a strange fascination with boats. You know, I mean, there's so many possibilities there that they could add up and we could find out as as we go along. We'll just have to wait and see. Can you imagine if Christopher was his uh, godson? Oh, I've wondered about that. I I do. For for anybody that doesn't follow my my Tumblr, I do a a little set of... um, of many, many pieces for uh, an AU called the Hargrave Drabbles that I've been doing. And that was one of the, that's, I don't remember if it's something that I've actually put up yet or if it's just in the files, but the, that Howard had asked Red to be the, the godfather <laughs> of Christopher. Because the, the whole premise of it is is Christopher being raised by his parents. Um, but mm-hmm. that was one of the things is Red was his godfather. <laughs> awkward that is exactly and you know and then this thing happened and we still don't know how that happened but i think that that's the moment where red finds out who tom is and um and the next thing when he calls him in 311 to tell him um you will not marry her and and that that is uh, tom's third daddy jab yeah. Because she didn't. Because I didn't ask father's permission, daddy's permission, and, and it's funny because you you see them now and you realize, oh my god, I think Tom knew, and I think Red knew that Tom knew, and they were both playing a game and like they didn't know, but they both well, knew that they, they both were, knew. They were they were doing the exact same thing they did sitting there at the hospital outside of right after Red killed Sam, having that covert conversation between two spies, you know, and. <laughs> No, I I do think so. And I think that especially after Agnes was born, and I think that Tom has gotten a new perspective on fatherhood. And so I think that that's become more clear to him. But like we said in, in the earlier part of the podcast, he's not, he's already voiced his opinions to Liz. He's not going to, without hard facts, unless he were to show up with a DNA test saying Raymond Reddington is your father. You know, and at this point, apparently DNA tests don't mean anything. Dead bodies don't mean anything, and DNA tests don't mean anything on the blacklist. <laughs> Only John Bokenkamp and John Eisendrath and probably James Spader really know what's happening here. <laughs> Science means nothing. 
Not can, as long as you can buy things. It can you be can buy baked. Pizza. <laughs> mm -hmm. But I, I think it's the, the, the interesting thing is it's sometimes you got to go back way past and realize when Tom, when Red calls Tom to tell him you will not marry her, he already knows that Liz is pregnant. So And he still, notice he doesn't say you got to go away. He just says you're not marry her. You're not going to marry her. Knowing full well that there is a child in there, I think that is still his Katerina thing. And you know, you will be. not and and that's one of the my, my my main things that Red was married to Katerina. It was not just that he was a sign. I think Katerina married him. I don't I think know. He, I I'm targeted. still I'm still very very. I'm kind of just waiting to find out more information about why he said that. You and I have talked about it before that it might have been. Mm -hmm. Right now, I'm leaning towards more of a Romeo and Juliet sort of situation with the the thing that, that Ryan mm -hmm. tweeted. He quoted Romeo and Juliet, and uh, mm -hmm. Rom read the, the bit yeah. from Romeo and Juliet at the funeral. And so I'm almost wondering if there's sort of a Romeo and Juliet sort of situation between the Hargraves and the Ristoves. And like they, because you and I have talked about, but the it wasn't be the Rostovas because because Rostov is not Liz's father there, so it gotta be something else. It might have to do with a map, though, don't you think? But the thing is, even if he was not her biological father, on paper, he was her father. True, true. And so hmm. it's yeah. still. I mean, and he left everything to her. And so, at the time that Red said, you will not marry, it could have been a situation in which there was some sort of spark between them. That they could handle each other professionally, because obviously Scotty worked with, with Kirk to, to, you know, she, she mm -hmm. allowed herself to be hired. But there was something when Red said, you know, that, that Howard would have had more respect for his friends. And just mm -hmm. the way he went about that, it just, I still can't shake the feeling that all three families knew each other and were close and had history together and that the kids mm -hmm. knew each other. <laughs> I just, I keep I going back to that. I knew each other. I, 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 me too. I keep going back to little Christopher and little Masha making sandcastles on the beach. I just can't shake it. And I may be wrong. I have been very wrong in predictions before, but I have also been very right. So we'll see which one this is. It will eventually I, come I out. I do agree with you. I mean, they were. now we know they were born the same year. Um, Tom has a thing with beaches, even though he can't swim. And Liz wants to go to that beach one day. Um, so the, the whole thing to me, in that they both said that we feel like family. And I'm thinking this is two kids who had a very traumatic childhood. To me, it feels that they, they part of the reason they feel like they were families because it they were in a way there was a, a feeling that was a, a distant memory when they were both happy and safe. Exactly. The last, especially if it was like, if they met up right before Christopher was taken, that's the last happy, safe memory he had. And so, and then someone comes and steals him away in the night, takes him away, and he has no more happy memories until he meets Liz again. And that would explain exactly. why she's the one that broke him away from everything. Anyway, this is about Red and Tom. We're, we're getting off yes. on that. I'm sure there we will cover go. that in depth uh, in the, the Liz and Tom sections. 
but, but we are uh where, where are we in all of this we've kind of gotten off uh the, 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 the there was one little thing that happens and i want to mention that because I, even though a lot of people do not accept the comics um, in between the time that they're running and before they uh, they um, come back and we have this little thing in 311, um, while they're on the run on the gambler, on the, on the arsonist, Red is thoroughly oblivious. He says, well, I'd rather, it's better that you don't communicate with him. But Liz is talking with Tom. She's calling him. She's looking at pictures of them. And Red seems curiously oblivious to it do you think he really was oblivious that Liz was skill enough to do all this without red noticing i don't know i really don't i mean it could have been that he was kind of like in the highway uh highwayman just enjoying his time with his daughter you know mm-hmm. um without all the distractions you know of sort mm-hmm. and yeah but guess in spy world that comes for quality family time it does that that's quality spy family time <laughs> you know you get you gotta look at it what is it megan called it a heightened reality it really is and you've mm-hmm. got to look at it through that lens or else you won't be able to understand the world at all mm-hmm. exactly so nothing will make sense if you try to look at this world through our reality's lens point because nobody is friends with a raymond reddington and if you are then i would love to well, okay. Oh. <laughs> Take a hard look at your life, mister, because the Raymond Reddington's of the world light you on fire. And then shoot you because he can't take the, uh, the the suspense of knowing whether you're going to actually burn or not. Yeah, I would end up dying. I would snark off at just the wrong time. <laughs> exactly. Um, so he, he basically tells him you're not going to marry her. And the funny thing is... Probably as they're having this conversation, Liz is getting beaten up. Yeah. So I do. I do wonder when they got the call because eventually, imagine they went through her things and found. Did they call them both, or they called Tom because Red is Nick's pizza? Yeah. Yeah, I have wondered how that went down. I really, I was hoping that there was going to be something in the outtakes for the Blu-ray. Sadly, there was not. I did get a lot more about Tom shooting and him getting to a point that he was able to find duct tape and get into that apartment, which was nice. But, you know, as he hijacked a car. Oh, I never knew that. Oh, you didn't? Yeah, he hijacked a car and then crashed it. It was great. Like, the poor guy had such a hard day. Um, Mm. And then, like, duct taped himself behind a dumpster. It was was very Tom Bond. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, no, there was absolutely nothing about that. And... I mean, I guess they felt like it wasn't important, but as a writer, I I feel everything is important. (laughs) All the details are important. Well, well, I'm sure we'll get some. That that really feels... I... I, And you gotta wonder if Liz called Red. Did Liz call him? Did Red have someone at the hospital let him know? Did they call Tom? Why would they call Tom? He was just in there as Tom, not as my husband you know i mean no he was there as tom keen and she was Liz keen oh that's maybe uh the one time that i remember seeing his phone number flash across was in season two when she hit the the reject button when she and red were talking to the uh the blonde scientist and Mm -hmm. tom was calling to ask her on a date basically and she hit reject and it just said tom it did not say tom keen 
And so, but it's possible that it was in there as Tom Keene. And I mean, I, I don't, you know, it's been a while since I've dated, but you know, mm-hmm. last guy I dated, I didn't put his full name in there, you know? Um, but it, it could have been that, that could be, and it could be, they call, he called the doctor called the last no number, which yes. might've been Tom, which would make sense yes. that it was Tom. And yeah, so... because she didn't have uh, FBI credentials. She had just given them away. Mm-hmm. Uh, Red was Tom. It was Nick's, Nick's pizza. Uh, there was, uh, you know, no reason to suspect that you should have called on a wrestler or Harry Cooper or, you know, there, there were just people there. But I would imagine that a keen and a keen, they would have maybe thought it was maybe he's a brother or, or husband. a husband, whatever yep. it is. So let's they go and call him. So I have a feeling that that might have been they called Tom and Tom told Red. Um, but interesting thing, the next thing we happened with both of them is that Tom, Red takes Tom's job away, his teaching job, which was such a... Um, you know, now you see it in retrospect and you realize Red had to do that. Yeah, because it was going to take them out of the circle of being able to protect Liz, keep an eye on her and protect her easily. And because he, he does need the task force to be able to do that because mm-hmm. he, they get things done quickly. They bypass red tape that he would have to find creative ways around. And they cost are a lot cre- more money. Yeah, they are his creative way. And so... But it was so funny, and in this, you have your your cutscene that you hate that they took out. This one's mine. They they took a cutscene out in the Blu-ray that's shown for those that that grabbed the Blu-ray. I am that nerd that basically bought the entire series on Amazon, make sure I got my gifts and my my video clips, and then went out and paid another forty bucks for the Blu-ray because I wanted the the outtakes for it. But there was this lovely outtake of Tom and the the headmaster of the school walking through the library. And, there, and Tom's just chattering away that, you know, he's got a little one on the way and they're really excited and that Boston's going to be great and blah, 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 blah. And then the guy stops and says, you know, I, I tried to call you, but I think you were already on the plane the position's gone away because of budget cuts. And Tom just stops, and you see it flash across his face, and he goes, budget cuts. And the guy's like, yeah, budget cuts. And Tom's going, uh-huh, <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, you can see it, and, like, it, it's almost like he just went, Reddington. You know, it's he knows exactly what happened. You, mm-hmm. It's all over his face. It's just spelled out. He knows exactly what happened. And, and he knows that, that that little flash of being normal and the picket fence is gone away. Yeah, and that Reddington took it. And he's frustrated and he's angry. And honestly, I, I think in retrospect, that was probably one of the key reasons why they tried to run to Cuba. Was because... They had tried to take a more honest, open route to get away from Red and to put distance between him and the life they were trying to build for Agnes. And he'd put a stop to it without, you know, without it even mm. by your leave. I mean, he, he just did not even bother to give an explanation or an apology or anything about it. Um, 
Yeah, and but they, 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 they felt now. like they had to take it into their own hands to go to Cuba. Now, now look at this. I, I'm going to ask your opinion on this. Now, see what we know now. We know that Tom is Christopher Hargrave. Um, we know who his family is. We know that uh, Liz is Red's daughter. And we know that, you know, nice as it would have been, that that was all her problems that was just Rostov. They were not because she says they came for her. It's not just Rostov. There is more coming for Liz. Um, so do you think Unless that... season four is the end of the show, which I don't think it is. <laughs> yes, then, then we will not get those. But I, I think that there are more people than there is more things. And I got, I got my theories about it because if Katerina Rostova was a honey trap and Katerina Rostova had many families, in, in, including I, I realized, you know, that little drawing that Dom has one, and I think that's the original. And I think that she just got those little drawings, and she may copy them and put Masha's name or whatever name was, and she had a daughter. So she took that daughter everywhere with her, and she had all these marks, all these men that she was seducing. So remember Red says she was a secret keeper, and the secret she took with her, she uh, could have uh, compromised a number of players on that map. I think that's because that's what she was. She was a seductress. So, and she had Liz, and she probably grabbed Liz and have those made those little copies of that drawing and put the name. And I'm sure that Masha was just one of Liz's names. I think that Liz's name was Elizabeth forever. She was just Masha Rostova when Katerina was Katerina Rostova, and God knows what other names Liz had when they were not in Rostov house, when they went to all these other things. And so it's in really that, interesting because j just on that point that you just made, hmm. it brings back the memory of Bud and Tom sitting in that, that crappy little apartment in New York City and him going, no, no, you don't want that job. You're the boyfriend. Exactly. You're the, you're, cla you got class, Yeah. you know, and, and, and Aram saying this guy should write a book. So there's, there's all these things. Now, now I think about that. And I think, I think that the danger to Liz is coming from who her mother was and the fact that Liz may have shown from very early in life that she was quite capable of running an undercover. So I think that the Katerina, when they were not living with Rostov, they were going from place to place in all those assignments, and Liz was so good that Liz remembers. So the, day, the things that Liz doesn't know that she knows is all these people that were marks in the secrets that she learned. And, you know, I can see Katerina doing the little drawing and then putting, you know, I don't know, Mary and Molly and all that and then give it to the father. And the father, you know, would be so proud. Oh, she was my little daughter. No, she wasn't. I mean, it's kind of bizarre that's a terrifying thought i've actually never considered that <laughs> i mean it's possible if she was sleeping with a bunch of men I, she could have passed them off i mean heaven knows how many more would come <laughs> poor liz <laughs> exactly so liz may have been like the perfect thing for a honey trap because now i have your daughter so you gotta do this for your daughter and 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 you get the the sense that Red must have been terrified of 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 this situation, and you know as as she got older, this was harder and harder. Um, 
I, I think that, that, you know, looking back and seeing all this, I think that Red taking that job, you know, where does it seem as, it, as I look back now knowing what was the situation with Red and Katerina, I think then, then even, even Tom and Liz going away and having a kid was so unrealistic. And I think that Tom did what he had to do to save both of them. I don't think, I think at that point he knew that Tom was, was um, Christopher Hargrave and he just did what he had to do to, to keep them safe yeah. and to keep that child safe. No, I, I mean, knowing what we do now about, about Kurt coming and I mean, Red showed her that whole map trying to convince her, you know, there's more coming, there's more coming. The cabal is not it. This is not, there are so many more here that we're about to have to face. And she goes, not my war it's yours but you know what if she's his daughter it's her war too whether she wants and it he or says, not i wish that we're he told he tells her i wish that we're true but the, and she says i don't know anything and he tells her but they don't know that mm-hmm. so it, what red is really saying then is they are coming for you for what you don't know you know and you just don't know it. That goes straight back to uh, Luther Braxton with her, tr- with him trying to uh, to interrogate the the information out of Liz, and and the uh, the guy that was doing the torturing at the beginning of that episode, going, if she knows anything, it's buried so deep she doesn't know she knows it. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's where she's exactly. at with all of this. And yeah. so, so I, I I think that. My, my point was, Red is maybe, I understand what, I, I, the, on the moment I was a little upset with Red, now knowing what we know, we go like, hey, you know what? <laughs> Welcome to the blacklist. <laughs> Always having to reevaluate. And I think that's where a lot of the Tom haters have kind of missed the train is that you were always having to reevaluate these characters with the new information given. You can't evaluate them off of the pilot you can't evaluate them off of season one it's like taking the first chapter of a book and saying here here's the first chapter you're not allowed to read the the rest but you must give me a full description of your opinions on the rest of the book based on this first Mm -hmm. chapter and you just can't do that with the blacklist you might be able to do that with a soap opera in which nobody really ever changes they just get a little older each year and the kids jump from age three to age 25 within a season you know, but with the blacklist, that's not what this is. This is a deep show with many, many layers. You cannot mm-hmm. judge anything on the surface and expect to understand what's going on. Exactly. Which takes us to, um, he saves, he then, he took his job in 312 and saves him in 315. And, you know, that's a beautiful scene with Red and Liz, which we'll talk about when we get to Red and Liz. But Tom is like, why did he save me? So confused. I have, you, you I have th- gifts of that, of just the utter confusion on his face and going, I don't get it. <laughs> you know, because this was his chance. Because you can see Tom just going, you know, he, this would have won everything from I wouldn't be dead, so he wouldn't have to say he killed me, but I would have been in prison, so I would have been away. He could have kept me away from you, from Agnes, from everybody, and yet he didn't. Why? I need to know, because I don't trust this. And 
you think that keeps in the back of his head oh. and informs when to believe Red when he says that Scotty is his mother? Mm, maybe. I think that it... Tom has a healthy batch of distrust for Red in general. I think it goes back to what? swaying you... back and forth between a little bit of hero worship and a lot of, I don't know all the answers with you, so I can't trust you. And and I don't blame him for that, because Red keeps so much close to the vest that there's mm -hmm. always stuff he's not sharing. What, what was it he said to Liz but, once? There's always stuff I'm not telling you. Yes. And Tom is well aware yeah. of that, and because that has caused so many problems in the past, I think Tom is very hesitant to trust things he doesn't know the full picture on. But he does trust Red in this image. When he says to Liz, I met my mother, he doesn't say, I met the woman that, you know, Gret says is my mother. So, hey, who knows? He says, I met my mother. So I do wonder if Tom has been putting things together and thinking, I am about to ready to believe that because X, Y, and Z have led me to believe that there is something that's a change in you. And I wonder if he's saving him. Um, it's it's part of it. Like, yes, okay, so he's having a child. and But he doesn't know that Ray would not kill the father of his granddaughter. And I do think that, that a lot changed. And that's... Um... That's going to be a couple minutes down from, from where we are. But the, I think that, that Agnes being born was a huge shift for them. And I and we're obviously going to cover that here in a minute. But I, I do think that once that happened, and also once, once Brad just didn't even blink about letting him, you know, bringing him on in to, to work with him and trying to get Liz back when Kirk had her, Mm -hmm. I think that that all did a great deal right there. I, I think that the mm -hmm. the relationship has just shifted. And I think there are going to be things that he will believe him on and trust him on and things that he doesn't, things that he's wary about him with, and things that he's willing to just go all out for. Like trusting mm -hmm. him that when he said, you know, the task force needs to go find Liz, we need to work on making sure she survives it. Tom didn't mm -hmm. question that. He's like, all right. You know, and there they went. Exactly. Uh, so he saves him. And, you know, I, I thought about something that Red does a lot. He creates a problem and then he solves it. Yes, he does. <laughs> and, and if you think about it, this is what he did. He took away his, his teaching job. That created the problem that took him to Gina. I wonder if he thought about, well, I wonder if he's going to go to Gina for something and maybe that will get me rid of him. Uh, or if he just created a problem, solved it, and now he has him in his debt, which is a place that Red likes a lot. Oh, he does. But the funny thing is he's never called it. And, like, there has been no hint of him calling it. I don't think he will. I think by I don't this... think he will because now he's family. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that's probably true. But it's it's very interesting. Maybe mm -hmm. that's why he didn't want her to marry him. <laughs> no, no, that makes him my legitimate son in law. Don't do it, Liz. <laughs> <laughs> and then the next thing we do is is um 
he he is happy to tell Liz that he can that you know that he, Liz wants to discover the problems about Tom for herself. I think that in that moment he wasn't really talking to to Liz. He was talking to himself. He was telling himself, you know what? I I I couldn't somebody may have told him about Katerina and he just couldn't do it. He had to discover it for himself. So he discovers for himself. He goes in and and obviously is still in love with Katerina. And uh is happy with letting Liz be with Tom so long as they don't get married. And when Liz accepts the proposal, then it's it's Tom asks him, will he walk you down the aisle? <laughs> Not if you're at the other end of it. Uh, something that, it was funny because I wrote a little bit up at the time. And it's it's so funny because I freaked out and fangirled so much because I like David Metzger. Um, and cause he, he favorited it on Twitter. And I'm like, what does this mean? <laughs> and I made a post on Tumblr freaking out and going, what does this mean? And then he liked mm-hmm. it on Tumblr, I think, just to tick me off. <laughs> Probably. Stop it! <laughs> You're making me question playing things I shouldn't. <laughs> yes, playing with his food. Um, I, which I suddenly become the cat toy. Um, I probably walked right into it. It's fine. Um, as a young writer, I'm, I'm going to have that issue. It's fine. I'm willing to admit that. Um, <laughs> but, uh, hey, hey, that, that gives him kudos. That means he's a good writer that I'm looking up to. So, mm-hmm. uh, it's a compliment. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, but but I I remember at the time of the wedding that I really questioned. At the time, I made the comment. I said, his going in and telling Liz, basically repeating the exact same thing that he'd been saying. It was all. It was like he was bringing back all the old arguments that had been since nullified. You know, he's a criminal. Mm-hmm. He can't change. Yada yada yada. And it's like these old arguments. And I'm going. Red, if you're going to win her over, you need something new. You can't just be repeating the exact same things that Tom has done very well at disputing. And and I just, at the time, I made the comment, I said, this is highlighting that Liz, because Tom came in and, and very obviously disputed exactly what Red was saying in a, in a very clear parallel. Mm-hmm. Um. Red says he can't change. He's always going to be a criminal. Tom comes in and goes, I promised I wouldn't lie to you. This is exactly what happened. And I understand if you want to leave. I'm not going to lock you into a marriage with a with an untruth between us. And again, you know, <laughs> again. <laughs> um, but and at the time I said that, that that to me meant that Red didn't know Tom at all. And... Now we know what he was saying in it. Yeah, and I think to an extent that was him freaking out about Katarina. Because there was just something about the panic, the fact that Red usually mm-hmm. has better arguments. I mean, that I think that's what bothered me the most is Red is a clever, clever man. And for him to be using and, the exact same argument all over again bothered me. And and, and there was, a, there was an ad. I, you know, now hearing you say this, there was one thing that always bothered me, and I wasn't able to to put my finger on it. But now I think that that you just nail it for me. There was desperation. He was. Urgency, yes. It wasn't. Yes. It, there wasn't. This is not. 
uh, skin in red. This is not rent five steps ahead in, in, a, in a chess game. This is desperate red because this is emotional red. Exactly. And we don't exactly. see that very often because this is all about Katerina. This is about which, which lets me to believe that maybe red married Katerina. She may have been married to 10 men, for all we know. <laughs> and dragging this with a little with the little drawings, all with different names in there. So terrifying to think about. Okay, so moving into the wedding itself. That I, pivotal moment, another. It, it was. It's it's such a switch. And it's the moment that we start seeing him treating him like a son-in-law. Uh, he and I love and there was so much talk about the giving you know the gun, is he gonna walk the you, of the gun. <laughs> is he gonna walk you down the aisle not if I'm at the other end of it and then him turning around and passing that gun to him and just well it's like the spy version of giving the daughter away. <laughs> red gave her away <laughs> but the passing of the gun and then on top of the passing of the gun red could have taken her to the car himself he could have gotten her out himself. He didn't. There were so many moments in there. There was her walking to the the ammunition. It focuses on Tom first, and then it focuses on Red with that both of them just mm-hmm. sitting horrified in this. Tom reaches for Red's shifting positions like like he's going to be able to do anything. What's he going to do? Jump mm-hmm. in the middle of the gunfire? I mean, obviously neither one of them can do anything because if either of them moved, they would actually be putting her in more danger than she mm-hmm. was in already. So there was that moment. There was the passing of the gun. There was the Tom get her out of here. And in that moment, Red gave up control to Tom. That's a, that's a spy marriage. Yep, now right there. <laughs> so I, I don't care, you know, that is like, okay, now you are her primary care. Um, I think that... that um, they and they both think that 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 is um that is Katerina that is all this and it's funny because at the car you know they got this this call and that call was so much um an in law Tom Liz now I you know like I need her here now it's it's like it doesn't even have this this is such a shift. In, in, in their mechanics that when you think back at Zamani and you go back and see this is like yes there's been a ton of growth with Tom and Red because they started so far away and I I love the phone call after the wreck that they have and she's in the hospital the legitimate hospital they get her into mm-hmm. the hospital and that call and he goes he has the phone in his hand he goes it's Reddington she's like eh you know pushing it away and he answers it, and he's gruff mm-hmm. with him, but he's still, he's still acting like the mediary between, which is a lot nicer than Liz is being. Exactly. <laughs> it's and, just, then, and he does that again when she's, you know, right after she has Agnes. And exactly. Red comes in, and she yells at Red, and he goes, she's on a lot of drugs. She, you know, and he, she's going, I no, he's lying to you. He's lying to you. I'm on drugs. That doesn't matter. This is about my daughter. And it's really funny, you know, in, in a good way, like not funny, haha, but funny, like very interesting to mm-hmm. see Tom play that role 
with red and i don't say play that role as in faking it but he's just no it's a respect he's... thing it's showing a great deal more respect than tom has has shown for red in the he, past he he could have just take advantage of that and and push a, a wedge further mm-hmm. instead what he was trying to do was trying to not hurt feelings not hurt his feelings and if you think about it that for tom that red is is Liz's daughter has been uh obvious it makes sense it makes perfect sense for him he knows that this you no know, he just just become a father and he probably thinking oh boy i can't imagine how he feels you know because... what what if what if liz were to take agnes away from me right now as he's cradling agnes in his own arms you know what what if she were to tell me to get out i could not do it so i can't tell another father to not come see his granddaughter exactly i i, I think that that you know I, I I do get that some people may not like the the character of Tom, but I you know you gotta you gotta admit that there is a an enormous level of growth in 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 Tom and in Red in their relationship, and this is and this is hard earned. This is not like oh well you know he was there and I gave him the respect. No, they they've earned it. They earned build. it little by little. It's it's a definite slow build. Yes, and. It's. I, I think we were talking about one of my favorite scenes was the uh, the scene outside the hospital. Probably right right on on par with that would be the scene where Red comes in after they've quote unquote lost Liz, mm-hmm. and he walks yeah. in. The fact that Red does that personally means a lot. He didn't send anybody to Tom. He did it himself. Nobody mm-hmm. was with him. Dembe was not shattering him. Kaplan was not shattering. He walked in. That's respect. It, it was. It was a respect thing. It was a family thing. He walks in. And when Tom hands Agnes. Because at that point, you know, Tom doesn't know if she's alive or not. Nobody's had a chance to get a hold of him. He's in limbo. He has no idea if, if she made it or not. And so I, I think that that emotion you see on his face is real there. That he is terrified she's gone. And what have we done? What have we risked? We yes. shouldn't have done this. And he's terrified, but he can't say anything because if it did work, then they're going to get away. But in that moment, he is a grieving husband. And here comes his wife's grieving father. And that bonding moment, I think, was very real for them. Yeah. I, I think that, that, and I think that the fact that Red doesn't throw that in Tom's face that he never makes, you know, he makes a little job at the wisdom and and uh, and age in the plane. But all in all, Red has never said to Tom, you know, how could you uh, lie to me? I think that begrudgingly, Red understood that Liz, that Tom's um, uh. W- was really in the right place because Tom's responsibilities with Liz and with Agnes and Red is a man that can't understand that. Exactly. I think so. A man, or uh, what was it, a man that would burn the world to protect the person so, that he loves the most is a man that I understand, something along those lines. And that's, I have always said, from the moment that that line was given, from the moment I heard it, I'm like, Tom. And I never understood. For the longest time, I did not understand why Red couldn't see that in Tom. 
now I do with with Katarina with everything that's happened <laughs> I understand why the blinders were there but I think he understands now that Tom is a man that would burn the world for his family he doesn't have a lot of family his family is by choice it's Liz and it's Agnes but he would burn the world for them if that's what it took to protect them and I think that there is a level of respect that those two men now have for each other because they understand the link that either of them would go for mm. Liz. It's, for, and, and exactly. It and and it, it, it kills me because the one scene that explained all of this was that deleted scene that kills me. Because there it is, Rhett telling Tom that... Um, it doesn't, he can do what he can do. And if you think about it, this is, he's, I think that it, they both have an idea. Red knows that Tom thinks that he's Liz's father. And, and Tom knows that Red knows what he thinks. So he's telling you, I can do what I can do because it didn't matter. I, it never mattered if I came home, but that's not the case with you. And I think, you know, and, and explaining that is like, you, you, you put the mission in danger not to kill a girl. I think that's all uh, blah, blah. The whole thing is you care and you cannot leave my granddaughter without a father. Yeah. It, it explains so much about Red, why he did what he did because he needed not to not matter. He couldn't do it if it mattered. And that's um, why he gave Liz up to Sam. It's why he didn't yeah. raise her himself. That is why. And he lamented that. Mm -hmm. I think he lamented that. And then um, the next thing we know is they they worked alone. There's a lot of working together in 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 uh, in getting Kirk. And we know that when things needed to be done perfectly, is Tom that goes <laughs> and and does it in all that that little time. Um, and and Tom is, is you know, he's skilling, giving, I need information, you're going to give me information, and I'm going to uh, allow you access to Agnes. And I think that that's, it's, uh, it's, it's in a way a game, and it's also in a way of, of Tom needed to get that information, and he was going to get it anyway. Um, but it's, it shows also that Deep below, he was using he was using Agnes for the information, but he was willing to let Red in, in Agnes' life. I yeah, I uh, do wonder if it bothered him. Like I mean, because obviously you assume he and Liz might have discussed that. You know, I mean, there wouldn't have been a lot of time to discuss that sort of stuff. But her mm -hmm. last her last wish of sorts, you know, before she left was keep him away. Red, so, I do love you. Well, it was, but no. but love loving him and wanting him around her daughter are two totally separate things. She loves him. She understands that he loves her. That doesn't mean that she feels like her daughter is safe around him. Now, I yeah. think that now, with everything out in the open, I think she, I mean, we, we saw it in the, the fall finale where she hands Agnes over it, that smile on her face. And I need to do a parallel gift set of, of Tom handing... Agnes over and Liz doing it because it's it's such a better place now that so much more of the truth is out between it, and even if it's just the truth to the to the viewers, it's still mm -hmm. a lot more truth out there than there has been. But yeah. um yeah, I mean they worked fantastically together, and I think it 
irks Red sometimes that Tom's as good as he is. <laughs> he just wants him to fail. <laughs> yeah, but at the same time, there was there was a very once they they find out that that um he warns Tom not to kill Scotty, and and yes, I'm sure that with with Red everything is complicated, so I'm sure that there is things that you can say. Well, yeah, I'm sure that he doesn't want her dead because he has further use for Scotty or there is an old friend. But I think that in general that shows a care for both his friend and for Tom, you know, because to kill your mother, that would be, you know, that's a Greek tragedy. I, I think he understands at this point in his life after, after the way Liz has changed him, it also acknowledges that he's not, an object to, to read anymore. We were talking about in in the first half of this mm-hmm. this podcast that that he really made him into an object to try to keep from thinking about him as a human. Well, and a, a perfect soldier of sorts wouldn't care. You know, this nullify the threat. The threat is here. We're gonna kill the threat. Move on. Tom is no longer the quote unquote perfect soldier. He is not the perfect operative. He's human. He he has been deve- he's been you know assembling a soul as Noth put it, and mm-hmm. I think Red recognizes that and recognizes the damage that it would do to his granddaughter's father, if he were to murder his own mother, even even not knowing that that's who it was. It would also have put him in a very bad situation because I mean it's not like Trey, her little right hand, didn't like watch him walk up the stairs to the office i mean obviously if scotty showed up dead it would be very obvious who had killed her mm-hmm. <laughs> i mean so but, what was he gonna do and for tom he was about to take agnes and run to cuba anyway it didn't matter but red was not aware of that no so the, and also the, but there was there was a lot in the in that scene when he calls he doesn't say you can't do that because of, of, of Agnes. You can't do that because you're gonna you know, you're gonna run a risk. He could have made all those arguments and say, Listen, they know where you are and, and you know that because he you're true, you're right. He doesn't know that that, that is um, that he's gonna go away. So the thing is he did say the answers you are looking for in your entire life are going to die with her. So that is, to me, that was about Tom. Which, which, yes, I agree with that. But it also struck me as kind of funny because Tom has never struck me as someone who's been looking for answers his entire life about his parents. Not consciously, at least. He, Liz has. Liz is the person that looks to the past. Tom is the person mm-hmm. that looks to the future. And so, I mean, I think that Red was getting a little desperate there to try to get him to stop. Um, he he put the appropriate amount of weight on the situation. But it was interesting that he used answers you've been looking for your whole life, because I don't think he has been. And I think that... But that he's, he's using Liz, you know, as yeah. the person using things the entire life. So the next thing we see is that... Uh, the, the little jab at the airplane, you know? Yeah, I am aware when of the one. Cuba, yeah, we get, when we get to Cuba, it'd be better for both of us if we do as I say. And I know that you got very angry because you look at it from Kate's point of view. Well, he was very angry at Kate. But to me, when I saw that, 
I was, you know, I, I had this weird uh, um, idea, this theory that maybe uh, Tom was uh, Red Son, which obviously now has been totally disproven because we don't want to go there. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would be yeah, that would be very weird. Um, but definitely, the, I think that that um, it had a paternal. To me, it had a, a strong paternal. Yeah. Uh, flavor to it and and now i'm thinking okay well the, this is this is now red is actually accepting this role in in you know he has stopped trying to say to liz you can't have this guy or anything agnes is 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 boring i think that when he found out that liz was alive yes he was very angry but in a way i think that a lot of the things it put things in perspective for him let me put it that way yeah i, I think that's true and I also, one of my biggest issues with that, uh, when, when that scene happened, was I had an issue with Red trying to tell a father how he should raise his daughter, basically. Um, because the decision they made, yes, it was for themselves, but it was mainly for Agnes. Because up until that point, Liz had refused to leave. It wasn't until she was holding Agnes in her arms that she finally decided, it's time. It's time to run. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, Tom's a runner. That's what he does. Like, that's he's admitted that. He has been very open about that, that he spent his entire life running. And he would like to stop running, but that doesn't mean that he's, you know, not willing to hightail it out and take his family with mm -hmm. him if he thinks it'll keep them safer. And so... Which I when, think was three passports. I think that there was a three passports that scare Red mm -hmm. so much because why would Red be scared about Tom getting three passports for himself? Yeah. He would have been like, yeah, per. Go, uh, do you need a go, plane to go. go with me? Yeah, I can't even get you a ride. You know, my private airplane. Yeah, I, I've got oh, this plane. Let me call Edward for you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can even try to get you like a real nice attendant. May you fall for her and go and don't come back. Yeah. He doesn't do that. So obviously to me, those three passwords were him, Liz, and a baby. I they agree. were adopting a baby, so got a passport for a baby. Like what? Like the, the guy in the uh, immigration is going to say, hey, is that a boy or a girl? Yeah. It's a baby. Yeah. It's and a so, young family with a baby. So, um, but, but yes. And I, 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 when I watched it, I, that was my issue was that it was, I felt like Red was telling him basically, he was judging him on how, on, on his approach as a father. And that's where my frustration stemmed from, I think, for the most part. And mm -hmm. I still don't like it, but the fact that he has now been stated as Liz's father gives him a little more leeway there. You know, because it wasn't... Well, he, he knows, yeah. He, he, he's, just, he's her father. She, they're talking about his granddaughter, in, and he has knowledge of things that. And if you if you think about it, let's say that my theory has not even a leg, he has a stick to stand on. And Katerina had two, three, or four guys that she was going hopping here and there. Uh, there may be quite very valid reasons for Red not to tell her exactly why she's so much in danger, because that would be hard to tell to anybody. And that's true. You know, hey, your mom was a spy, and she basically seduced man, and yes, you went from home to home, and uh, you were going to be utterly confused, so I took you. How do you explain that? <laughs> 
Yeah. It would be very hard. So I, 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 I think that now in retrospect, as the more we see of Red, the more we realize, and you know what? He has his reasons for not saying things. So I'm going to give him a bit of yeah. even more leeway. Kind, kind but, of like the writers, give him a little time and it'll come out. Um, and the other thing, the next point that, that caught my attention in this in this thing is when... When Rostov of Kirk uh, puts a feed, he and Liz tells him that the put the the feed and the, and he caught the feed because Tom traced it. That was a great opportunity for Red to say, "I knew, I told you he wasn't trustworthy." He says nothing. Comments on the cruelty of Kirk in putting the feed, and to me that was Red saying basically, "I would have done exactly the same thing." Yep. Yep, you, you definitely you see know, a shift does, there. You see a shift mm-hmm. there. You've got, instead of... It's like he's... Instead of... Sorry. Uh, instead of, of um, Red, you know, looking down on Tom and looking at him, you know, as an object, as we've talked about, you've got mm-hmm. Kirk going, kill the husband, kill the husband, kill the husband. And so it's, it's, it's a swap of sorts yeah yeah and now and now he's saying he says nothing about tom going and trying to find the feed and i think that um you know at the at this point red is getting worried that liz is 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 losing grip on reality and says what a cruel thing to do and tom is losing is is getting worried about liz losing a grip on reality and and he even says that to wrestler i think wrestler is starting to get like why do you care? He tried to kill you. He tried to kill all of us. And, Honor of the year. Uh, yeah. And so I think that then in, in that point, um, uh, the next thing we see is Tom says, Red good, says goodnight to Tom. Momentous point. I mean, yes, it was an afterthought. He says, Liz, and then Tom. We're getting to Tom. We're getting to dumb. And we are. The, the, and that's not where the cape is. It's so, I, I love it because I, I always hoped for it, but I wasn't sure we were ever going to get there. And it's so nice <laughs> because, I mean, it, it's it's not like these two are ever going to be buddy-buddy. They're never going to ha- sit down and, like, share their souls Who with knows? each other. Maybe they will. Maybe <laughs> they will. I mean, look at the next time we see them. We go from a little goodbye to Tom actually working with them, but to get right back because by then they knew Liz was fine. Yeah. This was all about saving Red. So now we're going to one time Tom, Red has saved Tom, and two times Tom has saved, uh, uh, one saved Red and the other one helped yeah. save Red or defend so this is, and you know, you're not, this is this is momentous. If you really look at their whole arc from from Samani and in the in the in the hospital scene, when we get to this point, this is huge so, for these two characters. I've got this this fun mental image that's kind of popped in my head um, the last <laughs> few days thinking about this. And Red's a big cigar smoker, and we've seen that Tom is at least you know, at least a nervous smoker, if not more, you know, probably has quit, you know, <laughs> otherwise his wife would have killed him. Why? Have we seen, have we seen him smoking? Yeah. 
in Germany. In Germany. Uh, in Germany, and but uh, when he um, when he uh, got into the car with Bud, uh, in season two, when when Bud took his gun and pulled the car, the gun on him in the car. Yeah. He had a cigarette hanging out of his mouth. He had his pack and he was opening it up and. He was oh, I didn't a know that. Yeah. yeah. So he's at least a nervous smoker. He was smoking. Well, I mean, he wasn't actually smoking then, but he was. Uh, and then he was smoking when he was doing the. He was physically smoking when uh, he was getting the tattoos done, which is horrible, yes. by the way. Never, never get a tattoo done and smoke at the same time. Horrible life choice. Um, <laughs> that's, that's how you get mm. infections, people. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> I, I watched that scene and went, "No, Tom, stop! <laughs> Not what you're supposed to be doing. You should know better." Um, but. Um, no, but but so he was at least a nervous smoker, if nothing else, because he was Jacob Phelps in that car. He was not Christoph Mannheim. He was Jacob Phelps sitting in that car talking to Bud about Red busting up his op and doing all of this. And he had the cigarette hanging out of his mouth. He was looking for his lighter and looking for his – well, he was looking for the lighter is what he was doing in his bag. And but then he, then he noticed his gun – he, he noticed his gun was gone. I, I just – I want to see a scene someday – in which, you know, Tom and Liz have their, their apartment and they're, they're settled. And, um, you know, Red comes over and is looking at, hands Tom a cigar and, you know, basically just, like, gives him a cigar. It's kind of as a congratulations for Agnes sort of thing, a belated congratulations for Agnes. And basically offers to go smoke a cigar with maybe him. With a, maybe with the birth of the second child. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> So, w- what is it you want to see, or you or you expect to see in be- happening between Tom and Red? For me personally, I I would love to see both what I just said. I, that that's kind of the the dorky little thing I would love to see is Red offering him a cigar, you know, as a as a congratulations, and Liz going, "What?" <laughs> Tom's like, "Please don't kill me." <laughs> Um, it's just kind of a goofy little thing that I would love. I want to see a mm-hmm. Dom and Red relationship. I want it to form up to that with the snark and the the respect and and all of that coming about. That is that is what my heart wants for Tom and Red. I love these men dearly, and I want to see them in that that mm. father that that in laws sort of relationship. The, you know, it doesn't, they don't, they don't have to be best friends. They don't have to just, you know, adore each other, but they do need, I, I want the respect to continue to grow. What about you? I would love to see a situation in which both Tom and Red have to go under, under, uh, undercover together in a, in a, in a mission. I would love to see that. Like playing like father and son or something of the sort. You know, something like like really pushing it. Or even just go undercover as father-in-law and son-in-law and Tom just start popping off about various things and pushing buttons and watching Red Twitch. That would be, yeah, that, that would be lovely. That would be absolutely lovely. So uh, we did have, uh, we put it to, we didn't give a lot of people the time to do the, to answer questions, but some people did uh, answer. So you want to read some of them? I was going to say, we you have, uh, we have several over on Facebook. Dom over on Facebook said, I just want them to have an actual full conversation and be civil and I don't care what it's about. Just civil um, conversation. 
some people have, you know, their expectations are so much more manageable than the crazy stuff that we comes up with. Um, Blacklister214 says, I say a half split. They will always bicker, but they accept each other. I'm hoping uh, before Tom and Liz att attempt a new um, a new ceremony, uh, re reiterates that Tom isn't marrying Liz without his consent. He pauses, then grudgingly tells him that he has it. Uh, see, Blacklist of 214 is, is not really getting, you know, it's just more on our side of, of, uh, of hopes. Um, I do hope we get that. That would be fun. Uh, I remember, I think uh, it was, I think it was Blacklister 214 one time that right, right before Agnes was born, she made a, a hopeful prediction sort of thing in which they would be standing there, you know, at, at the nursery, assuming that, you know, back when we assumed Agnes mm -hmm. would be born in a real hospital, you know, silly us, you know, but standing at yeah. the nursery with, with, you know, Liz in her room and Tom and, and Red are standing there and, and Tom looks over to Red and goes, does it ever get any easier? And Red goes, no, you will always feel this nervous about it or something like that. She, mm. It was just this gorgeous prediction, and I, I still want that to happen. I still need for, for that conversation to happen, because Tom doesn't have a good father figure. And, and I always said that Sam, I think, was a good father-in-law for him, but Sam's gone. He needs somebody to be able to encourage him, like Red did when, when he was holding Agnes and said, it'll come to you, you'll learn fast. That's something mm -hmm. Tom needs in his life. And so, um, Cindy over on Facebook said, I want them to work together. Both are criminals. So be criminals on the same side. <laughs> eh, I, I think that Tom's running a little bit different from the criminal route at this point. He's trying to just steer more towards the legal route. Halcyon's a nice little down the middle. Yeah, we can, we can call them legal. Yeah. Eh, they, yeah they're, they're sanctioned. <laughs> They're sanctioned. There you go. It's. I think that that is that is a nice thing, and and I wouldn't be surprised if Red ends up in something uh, similar. You know, like he's trying to legitimize a lot of his investment and money. That's what he did with the legal marijuana. That was a very nice little tie up that came up, and I didn't see anybody commenting on it. Um, uh, not here, no there, no time. Um, said one and six, which was. Uh, they move forward much like Red and Dom into a relationship like family, not perfect, but family nonetheless. And them and Red and Liz read them the riot act. So I think it's fair. I, I, I think that that had a high possibility of happening. You want to say? Uh, which part of, of what happened? That they go, they bicker, they get into an uneasy relationship and listen them, they read them the riot act. <laughs> yes. That's a possibility. Yeah. Uh, Deborah over on Facebook said, I enjoy seeing Red give Tom assignments uh, in the Kirk arc. I'd like to continue to see them work together. Me too. I love, love me them girl. working together. Like, forcing them into those awkward moments are the best. Yes, indeed. It's like the same thing they did with Wrestler. You got these two characters who seem so far apart, and you put them in situations where they are forced to interact, and eventually they start to 
uh, begrudgingly respect one another. And I think that's where the most growth comes from. Uh, Ali Blacklist said, uh, I said other friction. Red was anti-Tom right up to the wedding when he begged her not to remarry him. Well, he has tolerated working with him since. I don't see roses in their future anytime soon because in my book, Red is not usually wrong in his warnings. So I think there is more to that story that we uh, don't know yet, especially since the title of the spin-off is Redemption. Why call it that if it's already redeemed? Um, would also not surprise me if Tom still wants to remove Liz from Red's orbit. Um, I can't say for sure, but I don't think that... that uh, that, uh, well, I don't know. I mean, it's possible that Tom still wants to remove uh, Liz from his orbit, but I would say that they have come to an understanding. Would you say? I, I agree. I think that they, and we've also heard Ryan say that on the outside, and that's, that's one of the things that when we can read it differently, but when you start hearing actors talk about their characters on the outside, it's it's giving that confirmation that you're right or you're wrong and you're, you're reading and he's made the comment before that season four really sees Red and Tom, that they've decided that, that they've, they're done fighting each other on everything. And that that's something we see in this season. And I think we did see it in this season. Well, we also have no idea whose redemption is it called redemption for. And it could be Scotty's. I, mean, I have a feeling a lot of that's going to be on Scotty. She's, yeah, I have she a, is not I, yeah. squeaky clean at all. No. In fact, in fact, Red said it. She had many secrets. Uh, some of them concern you. And if you want to keep you and Agnes safe, you have to not say who you are. So that already tells you that the one who's done things that are not right, it's probably Scotty. I think that, yes, yeah, Squeaky Clean does not even come close to to uh, what she is. Um, and, and definitely I think that now we have seen examining the situation that Red was dealing more with his own demons than with Tom in in, uh, in warning list in, in being so anti-Tom and all that. I think that, that uh, you know, he's, he's, he's not perfect. He's a human character and he will have his, um, I think in my view, he, Katerina, was a blessing and a disaster in his life and he's working through it agreed i i definitely agree and i and we, we discussed earlier in the podcast that a lot of what people thought it, it appears now that a lot of what people thought was going to be this big blow up because red knew this terrible thing on tom that was going to come out around the wedding or whatever turned out to be just him viewing him red viewing tom in light of Katarina. Mm -hmm. And so that that's the big blow up, which was not actually a big blow up. It was just a light shone on red to be able to understand his character a little more. Um, we have... And, and, and I think that Tom has... Oh, we have another one? Oh, yeah. We've, we've got Elise over on, on uh, mm -hmm. Facebook. She said, I would love to hear them discuss why red objected to the marriage specifically. Liz and Tom are not legally married anymore. Would Red still object now, despite having grudgingly accepted Tom's presence? If so, would they uh, work together to resolve whatever this issue is? Hmm. So, and that's the last one on Facebook. I think that about wraps us up, then. Um, it does. We have... And, uh, I 
we have more parallels coming or parallels uh we have more episodes coming over the hiatus sorry this is about three and a half nearly four hours into recording we did both sessions in basically one sitting <laughs> so we're both a little loopy by this point <laughs> yeah um, but but hey, it's Blacklist black. Night that we're recording this. We're recording it on a Thursday night, so this is about the time I'd be going to bed anyway on Blacklist Night. Um, this wraps up our first um, fully, even though it was in two parts, fully podcast of the hiatus, and we hope you join us uh, for the second one, which probably will not be as in-depth and as long as this one, because this relationship really had a lot of it going. Um, and once we started going into it, it's, it, it just really showed, you know, the, the depth of, of the writing of the blacklist. And, and kudos, hats off to all the writers if they ever get to hear this. I appreciate them. I'm sure you do too, Jen. I do. I, I have a lot of love for the blacklist writers. Aspirations have been set. I'm not sure I will ever reach that, mm. that goal, but it's certainly, they are impressive. And with that, we thank you for listening to us and invite you for our next one, which will be available next week. So the hiatus may be on for the blacklist, but we are here to talk about it. Yep. And uh, for those that are listening in America, you guys have a good Thanksgiving and a fun holiday with families. Catch us on Facebook, Tumblr, and Twitter. And you can listen to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, and YouTube. We will see you next or hear from you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.